What's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Believers in Real Life. We greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about us. If you would like to give us a rating, go ahead and do so as well. Again, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for this week's show. Later. And gave me beauty for ashes. <laughs> that is a good song. That's a good song. I'm going to have to listen to Ty um, when I get in the car because it's been a while. It, yeah, you know, I was listening to it today. Um, trying to get that right. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it today and I was at the kitchen Um and I was just like, I don't know what I was doing. I was just sitting there and I was just taking it all in. And it was like, man, I wasn't listening to that particular song, but I had just been in a place of worship, mm-hmm. listening to a bunch of Jesus stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, God, something, I could feel something is about to shift. And it truly did. And that's a good feeling. Like it makes you, you realize that it's like, you can, when you feel it, you're not scared of it anymore. You're like, okay, right. wait, I can actually feel something is about to happen in my life or in someone's life around me. I can feel a shift. I can feel a move. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's moving. <laughs> so we were absent. I was absent last week. <laughs> That's what happened. And I was just very, I know I was busy, but I have to make time for the podcast. So I've started to put it in my calendar and we're going to be here. You can set your watch by us. We're going to be, be here. We're going to do it. Except for when I'm out of town. Oh, yeah. India's going to Miami. Miami. Nice. No, we're going to do it. We're just going to have to double it up on one day. Yeah. And uh, do two or three <laughs> podcasts. Said that I frown, like, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to still sure. have a podcast sure. thing, too. <laughs> so, um, of course, welcome to Believers in Real Life. And you guys should know who we are. But if you don't, I'm Keisha. And I am India Monique. And we are just here to walk you through life as believers. We're not always right. We're not always wrong. Yeah. We are just regular old believers in real life. That is, uh, yep, we figuring it out just like y'all are. So we usually start, how was your week? My week was very good. Um, Ups and downs, highs and lows, but more highs than it was lows. I can't even remember anything negative that happened this week. I think everything was super positive. Um, I could feel God just like realigning me mm-hmm. into some places that I had been afraid to go back into and uh, more so out of obedience, just being obedient. Yeah. And that right there caused me to say no to a lot of things. And I realized like, oh, once you start healing in areas that you didn't know that you needed healing in, then you could start seeing your true worth and your value. And no, I don't have to do that. I don't have to say that. I don't know. I just don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's a good realization. Um, my week was good. My last couple weeks was good. We're good. Just busy. That's all really. And yesterday, so I work, usually I work four days a week, but on that fifth day, I usually still do something like, I do something, but yesterday was my off day and I just took off and I was just chilling. I did laundry. I did things that I needed to do, needed to do for my house. And it just felt really good to just sit back and relax and just not always just be go, go, go. Cause that's what the, the, the trend is now, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, no, I'll no. die if I don't get no sleep. That I'm not part. about to get up and hustle all the time. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Can't do I'm it. I'm going to do it. Who's gonna hustle if I'm dead? Who's gonna hustle if I'm dead? (laughs) So it was great to have that rest. Yes. So this week we're gonna talk about therapy for Christians. Therapy Therapy for believers. For believers. It is a it's a topic that I've been back and forth on this topic um, throughout my whole entire walk. I actually was going to school for a very, very brief moment with um, becoming a therapist um, just for a moment, just for a moment. And then um, I just kind of, I don't know, I just said no. But then I also had my own views on it because I always believe like, you know, 
prayer changes things. But then I realized that um, just this year, you know, <laughs> maybe prayer ain't changing things today. Maybe you need a little bit of extra help is what I thought. But um, after searching through the scriptures, there's there's some there's some stuff there. There's some stuff there. So. Well, um, my stance on therapy is pretty much it has it's remained the same uh, throughout the years and throughout just my life of being a believer or Christian. I think that it helps. I think that there is no real substitute for it. I don't think that it can replace um, God, though, in your life as a Christian. I don't think that it should replace God in your life. I don't think you should take everything that a therapist says and use it as law. But I do think that it is a good, um, let's say a good side dish mm. if you need it. Mm -hmm. um, India did mention prayer and how, you know, what'd you say? Prayer isn't always. I didn't. I you think said it wasn't working. You uh, felt like if I felt like prayer and that's just like, but if you want to get a hundred, my son said something to me. Um, a couple months ago, and I was like, "Well, son, did you pray about it?" He was like, "I don't even think that'd be working." And I was like, "What? Don't haven't you seen me praying and you seen the results of my prayers?" And he was like, "Yeah, but when I pray, I don't see it. It don't happen." And I was like, "The nerve!" But then I had to, <laughs> I had to realize like that was his real life opinion. Yeah, and he hadn't seen God work like that. You know, he hadn't yeah. seen prayers. Answered. Well, he has experienced God for himself, and he will eventually. Yeah, at some point, yeah. I'm not gonna be the one that's gonna force it on him. No, he can't. Yeah, he and because it, it's not work because he can't experience it through you. But anyway, I do believe that I do believe that prayer works. I also believe that therapy helps. Let, me, works, let me say that prayer does helps. work. Let me let you know. I said I, yeah, something, I but she, let me make sure that y'all know. Clarifying prayer absolutely works and. This my stance changed today because prayer works. So um earlier so let's go ahead. We gon the re the reason why we got here, you see it on social media. There's a lot of people. Uh, well, there's a pastor that had sat down for the next few months, um, until like April, because he was like, I have just been going and going and going. I haven't taken the time to really read through the article. Um, completely, but I know that he was saying some things about just, you know, constantly going. So he took these next few months off because he needed to get some help mm -hmm. and he needed to regroup. And, um, I've been seeing more about people saying like, I don't know why Christians believe that they shouldn't have a therapist, but you know, you're dying, going crazy without a therapist, but you need that therapist. Okay. So I was in a place where I felt like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going crazy and I need a therapist. That's what I thought. And I have a friend who is a therapist and I had been riding her coattail. I had told her a few years ago, like, listen, I need to, uh, I need to sit down on your couch. And she was like the ethics, the code of ethics. I don't even remember exactly what she said, but she kept saying something on the lines of no. <laughs> and Basically. it was <laughs> all, we wrap it up no. in a pretty box open it up it says no okay and um the reason being is that we're friends um I've known her for a lot of my life and so I kind of bullied her into talking to me um last week and when I tell you all it took was for her, because she kept saying, like, but what do you need this for? What is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. Something's going on. And she was like, let's just start here. Most times when you feel like something's going on, it starts from, and I, I'm probably quoting her completely wrong, but it was something on the lines of, um, it there's something that, there's some type of trauma that happened when you was a child that causes, that triggers you to react or respond the way that you do. And so you need to heal that. And I was like, what? She's like, you need to heal the root of that trauma. And so I'm like, in that moment, I said, see, this is why I've been needing to talk to you. But when I got off the phone with her and I cried my little heart out or whatever, but after I got off the phone with her, it was just like, God just kept showing me glimpses of moments where when you prayed and you stayed there, 
you got to see the results of what you were praying for, but you didn't leave until you got your healing. You didn't leave until you got, you know, answers from me. You waited for me to talk. And so I was like, oh my God, wait, wait, wait. So you telling me, I'm not going to tell you that you don't need a therapist at all, but India, God, you telling me that you are enough. And that's how like today it came to me. Like, God, you're telling me that you are enough. And the answer is simply yes. Not because therapists can't do it, but more so because we are impatient. So me and Keisha both have some scriptures that um, I know I'm probably y'all going to probably hear me a lot because this was something that was kind of near and dear to me. Um, I know Keisha got some things she want to say about it, but I don't I don't want y'all to think that Keisha's over here sitting, sitting on her hands, <laughs> waiting to talk and she can't jump, jump rope in. <laughs> but it, it is something that I have been because Keisha has been a therapist for me, you know, has been a person, a shoulder that I've cried on many of times, a ear that I've spoken into many and many for the last 20 something, 30 years. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm 33 now. Yeah. So for the last 30 years, she has been the ear for me. And so <clears throat> the scriptures, when I brought it to Keisha that we want, I want to talk about it. Cause she was like, Oh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to talk about this? And this is, this is you really, you sure? <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I know I'm not the only person. I know I'm not the only person who needs to, to talk about some stuff. And need to get it out. And all a therapist does is talk to you, say the things that the friend that you've been telling all this stuff been saying to you. Because that's honestly what it happens. Keisha's probably didn't tell me the stuff that she well, she didn't tell me about the healing. No, I didn't. She didn't tell me about the healing, the root. The one thing that Keisha used to always tell me, like, well, did you pray about it? And somewhere in there, we kind of shift, you know, shifted away, swifted away from it. But Mm -hmm. that was how I got through. A lot of times, because if somebody said, well, what did God say? Oh, well, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and like India said, God, there is no doubt in my mind that God is enough. Like, absolutely no doubt in my mind. God is all you need to get through. There are, there are other avenues that will still bring you closer to God. Just like she mm-hmm. said, the young lady was like, so you're doing this because of childhood trauma mm-hmm. or in that you need to kill the root of it. No, heal, heal the root. Heal the root. Heal the root. So ding, light bulb goes off. Well, that India talk has talked about this, which is crazy. She's even talked about this on the podcast about the fig tree. Mm-hmm. So it sometimes it takes someone to be a catalyst for what you already know that's in the Bible to say to bring you back to that and say, oh yeah, duh, this is this is in the Bible actually. This is what um this is basically what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So I do think sometimes you need that person or that therapist to be the catalyst or the person that kind of gets you to motivate you or get you back to where you're supposed to be in life with God within yeah. the Bible or wherever you were trying to be, I guess. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it helped me a lot because it it just kind of turned the light on, like Keisha was saying. It turned that light yeah. completely on for me because I wasn't, you know, and it wasn't nobody telling me nothing. And they wasn't going to ever be able to tell me nothing because the one person I did not go to was God because I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait for his answer. I didn't want to wait for, you know, the instructions. I wanted it. Wham, bam. Thank you, officer. I wanted it right now. Um, and I wasn't getting it like that. And we are in a very microwave generation, but I wanted it immediately, just like some people want success immediately. But like right before the podcast, I was talking to my brother who was my trainer for many, many years, for at least 10 years. And nobody knows like that boy is super successful now, but 10 years ago, he wasn't, that wasn't his story. Mm -hmm. Um, 10 years ago, he was a banker. 10 years ago, we were sitting up here ministering to him, you know, and trying to get him to go back and do what he's supposed to be doing as far as some personal things in his life. And he like, no, and no, and no. And so to see him now, 10 years later, it's like, oh, shoot, you know, the very seeds that we sowed and and seeing God manifesting his life in a way that we would have never even imagined. It's just like, oh, shoot. 
But it took him to even remind me even more today, like, oh, India, you know where your healing and where your like most of the manifestations of whatever God was doing, that came from those moments when you was in the gym at five o'clock in the morning by yourself, crying your eyes out because you in full blown worship, you know, and God is talking to you and he's revealing stuff to you. And it was like, I didn't want to go to that place. I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to go to nobody's house. I didn't want to go to nowhere. I just wanted to lay in my bed and maybe watch a little TV. And I'm not even a big TV watcher, but these last six to seven months, baby, I didn't watch all the series, you know, because <laughs> that was my therapy, I'm guessing. But it wasn't working. It was not working. OK, y'all. Mm-hmm. But when I talked to my friend and she said what she said to me, it was just like. This jump starts so much and I'm just so grateful because I was in a really weird place but my thing is too when you what do you think about when you don't know what's wrong with you and you don't know why you're acting the way that you're acting i didn't and you are praying and you're not hearing what whatever you feel like you need to hear hear or you're not listening and it's not you're not getting it the way that it needs to come to you if you're not in the right place to get it mm-hmm. then what is there anything wrong with going and and getting outside help and saying hey you know i've been beating my head up against the wall like constantly every time i see the color green i don't know why i'm doing that can you help me understand why i'm doing that and this this is way left yeah by the way completely but somebody will come and say well hey you're doing you're doing that because this happened so tell me about your childhood they just start asking questions so maybe do you think that there's anything wrong with because no one's putting god over i mean therapy over God like do you think there's anything wrong with getting to making the steps to get to the point of knowing what is going on and then asking God hey heal me of these childhood traumas no because I wouldn't I wouldn't know what I know right now had I not went through those steps of talking to the therapist getting the okay well this is what you need to work on right here right here and then I texted the other day and was like okay so Got those, all of those things down. So now what's next? She said, now heal. Just heal. And I was like, what? And so it was something so simple as just heal. You know, let yourself heal. We, we like, okay, so with working out, everybody needs like a day of rest. Everybody don't take one though. And so when you look in the Bible, it's even in the Bible. Everybody needs a day of rest. Take that day of rest or whatever. And that's the same thing with the day of healing. You need to take a moment and or a day to just work on healing versus when you get sick, you you feel better. You take the medicine, which could be equated to the therapist or whatever. I take the medicine, the, 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 uh, the therapist, she got me together. And then you get right back out and start living life again. But then all of a sudden, a week later, you feeling it again. What didn't you do? You didn't take the time to completely go through the healing process. And it it does not it doesn't happen overnight. I'm sorry to say 30 years of trauma does not heal overnight, even though God can heal it in a blinking of an eye. It's uh, it's more mental for us because we we're rethinking um, the, the, the the trauma that happened before. We're rethinking the stuff that we didn't want to think of. I didn't want to think about what she was talking about. I I thought I was good. All of the tra- the childhood trauma or whatever, I thought I was cool. And then when she brought it up and she was like, so what happened that made you feel like this is what you wanted to do? This is what you wanted to do? That was, and I was like, well, I don't, oh, oh. And so it was like that epiphany, that aha moment is like, so that's what happened. So now let's work there. Oh, well, I thought I was delivered. I thought I forgave. I thought I was, you know, good from there. No. So all this time, all these years, you've been thinking that you're delivered from these things. And you have, for the most part, been. Um, And then you slip back into it. And so is it safe to say that you did need a little more than... mm, I don't want to say you needed a little more than God. That's not what I mean. That's not the words I want to use. What I'm saying is all these years you've been delivered from this or you thought you were delivered from this. What would you, what would you say? I would say that all of these years I was delivered from a portion of it. So then come to find out through this off, off of the record therapy, it comes to find out that you have a little more stuff you're dealing with 
and you find out the root of it, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think that you would have found those things if you want either just kept staying in prayer or was this person basically just a, a, a blessing to get you to that point? She was a catalyst. I think that I absolutely needed her. So, and I, cause I know, cause I know Indy's been like back and forth with, we, Indy's been back and forth with the whole therapy thing, right? I have my complete stance on it, I believe. And India is leaning more towards her stance on it. My stance, which I told you at the beginning is, I think, hey, if you feel like you need therapy, if you need therapy, great, go do it. Great. Don't put it above God. That's my only thing. Like, you know, don't, don't put it above God. Um, but I feel like India, India's stance is like, okay, this was my, and like I said, I think you need a catalyst to put you towards your destiny sometimes. Cause sometimes yeah. you lose sight. Sometimes yeah. you're by yourself and you're reading the Bible and you're praying and you're reading the Bible and you're praying and it's not coming to you like you need it to. Sometimes your mind is cloudy. So to me, a therapist can help uncloud your mind. So I was just, I'm just here to ask any of the questions of like, so what do you think of like, would you have found that out without that 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 off the record therapy session? I believe through me wanting to be healed and made whole, God put her in position for that. So no, I I would have never. But again, I'm not against therapy. I just know that when we're in a microwave generation. Therapy is the first thing we go to. And and in the church is the last thing that we go to. But therapy, because I had a moment, even with the church, uh, being um, at church one time and I asked, I told somebody there that I, like I can say it because I did. I told them, because you look good, don't mean you are good. But I told my pastor, I said, I need therapy. And he said, for what? But he knows me. So it's a it's a different dynamic there. So it's like if there was really something going on, you would have called me, you would have texted me, you would have let me know. And I didn't. I just was like, I think I need therapy. I think I need some help. Like something's really and he's like, Yeah, you crazy. And I was like, Well, no, 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 for real, for real. And he was like, Okay. So then I kind of told him like what was going on. He was like, Girl, you fine. And I was like, hmm, okay, maybe I am. And I kept living, but I wasn't. I wasn't okay. I was only okay to a certain degree. And it was another instance that happened that all I did was just hug him. And it literally was like pulling stuff out of me. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I went to, I followed the directions of the Bible and the Bible tells us to go to an elder. It tells us to go to our accountability or to, you know, confess your sins one to another, confess whatever you got going on one to another. And, you know, you'll find the healing there. All of that stuff. I didn't, I wasn't looking at me going to my pastor as a, I'm going to the elder of the church. No, I'm looking to, I was looking at this like, I need counseling. I need some help. But it wasn't that, I don't, I don't know why in that moment I took that as a being, oh, I'm okay. Okay, cool. I'm okay. And then it took two or three years later for me to be like, no, India, you really not okay. Because now the actions of me not being okay is manifesting. I'm running to this and to that to find my solace. But what ended up happening was I stopped doing what I was doing before. And that's what the conversation that I had with my brother today. I stopped doing what I was doing before. I'm going to read this scripture. Um, it is James 5. It's a few scriptures. It's a few verses. But it's James 5, and it says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. No, it says, and pray one for another, but it's the same thing. That ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So my friend was my one to another who I confessed to. 
Keisha is my one to another who I confess to. I think that the therapist just takes that place of the person that we trust or that we don't trust. Because a lot of times you don't trust nobody in the church because they talk too much. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because sister such and such, the last time I told her something, she told the pastor and the pastor said it over the pulpit. I know he was talking about me. Okay. Maybe that happened. But in the midst of that, we still have trust issues when it comes to telling our business to people. So I think a therapist for those people who do have trust issues, yes, it is necessary. For me, it was necessary. Mm -hmm. It was necessary for me to get that what I needed from her, for me to go to right where I am right now in this place of I feel freer than I've ever felt. I feel like I have the healing that I've always needed. So you don't feel like therapy is something that you need to keep up? No. I think it's a check-in every once in a while. But if I stay consistent in what I know to do, I'll be fine. But the moment that I'm not consistent, I know I'm going to fall back off. So it's like the therapy is more for accountability than anything. So for me, I think that if, because I've told my husband years ago, like, hey, I think I need therapy. Cause I'm just crazy. And he was like, well, you got me. I, I, you can talk to me. You can say what you want to say to me, but I need someone who's in a neutral position. That's not going to judge. That's not going to have their own uh, motives. Not saying that he would, or that my friends would, but just, I want just, that would be my safe space. So for me, if I was to go to therapy, I would go, I would, cons- I would like, I would partner it with what, um, I'll partner with it with what God is going to do in my life. So I think that, for an ongoing, uh, ongoing situation that I have not dealt with, that I don't know how to deal with, I would go see the therapist. To me, because it's just like the therapy is not healing me. I know that. And I think that's what a lot of people mistake. The therapy isn't healing me. God is healing me. But what the therapy does is I feel like it strips away some things and makes it a little more raw mm-hmm. so that God can get in there and penetrate. Just like if you go that's to... That's good. That's real good. Keisha. You know, just like if you go to a... Uh, a doctor. Yeah. The doctor didn't, and they might think it, but the doctor didn't heal your broken foot. Your body is built. Self-healing. Your body is built to heal. Yes, it is. They've just putting it in a better position to to heal. heal. So, girl, you better let the Lord use you. She's crazy. Girl, no, because think about what you just said, Keisha. You said that doctor is putting you in a position, a better position to heal. And that's what therapy does. That's what our pastors are supposed to do. That's what um, our accountability partners are supposed to do. No, they're not going to be the know-all, be-all. But God will put them in your life so that they could get you to a position. Hey, here you go. And we can't trust them with, we can't put that on them either. Like, I've been going to therapy for two years and I'm still out here busting it wide open. Well, (laughs) ma'am, it's not your therapist's fault that, that's what's happening. You have to put trust in God. Like, I feel like God gives different people different roles in your life. Um, I get that he gives different people occupations. There are some piss poor people mm-hmm. in the area of therapy, but there are some also some great, great believers in the area of therapy. Yeah. So I don't think we should ostracize therapists are seeking mental health like some black Christians do. Question. So I think one of my things was going to a therapist that don't have the same beliefs I do. Mm. So they would give me, they would give me the scientific information. I was going to say therapy can sometimes be science. And so because of that, do we now go out and seek Christian therapists? As believers, because we are believers, we do have a Bible-based belief. So those people who we go out to seek, we want to go to people who, and I won't say that that believe the same way that we believe, but that will use the principles that we would normally use. You're not using science on me. Dog, listen, I know it's greater than science. It's definitely a preference. I would prefer somebody that was that believed in the same things that I did. Mm-hmm. That would be a preference, but I don't know if that would ever come up. Like you, I'm laying on your couch and I'm looking at you like, you're trying to science me. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you like, trying to science me? <laughs> no. I've been behaving this whole podcast. So she I, really has I, can, let, I can get that in. But uh, we'll be right back. Let's take a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back.
and we're back. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is a good song. Hey, y'all. It's hey, y'all, but... Okay, whatever. The literal song is called <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> Always said hey, y'all, and I know y'all did too. Thank you. <laughs> so, clearly... Indeed. So clearly you're struggling with something, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all struggling with something. Don't need to get into details. We're all, everybody's struggling with something. I might tell y'all one day, because you know I'm super transparent, but yeah. I might not tell you We're going to work it through first. We got to work through it, child. So would you say that that's something, because it hasn't been a complete struggle your entire Christian life, has it? No, absolutely not. So since when? Like when has this become like a real issue for you? It's been an up and down issue for, I'll say, the better part of two years. What has changed? Because you've been a Christian for longer than two years. Oh, God, for been, 14 years, 15. You've yeah, been going years. hard for a while. Not hard, but like just straight up Jesus gang. I'm going I'm to do the best that I can to stay as close to God as I possibly can and do the, and do the right thing by people. Yeah. And you still do that. Okay, yeah. for the most part. So what has so what changed from what behavior has changed from now versus then? Like, why do you think that you've progressed so far? Right. And now you're here. What's the difference in where you were versus where you are now? What are you doing differently or not doing differently? Well, I can say that one dynamic that I had in my life for I'll say this. So for five years, I was celibate. Right strong super strong celibacy um you couldn't i would get so close and be like you know what this is no 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 <laughs> not worth it no because there's so much more and i wasn't celibate because i just didn't want to have sex i was celibate because i really wanted to honor god in my body mm-hmm. and so um i start going i'm going five years strong and then something happened that was a little traumatizing, but not not so much traumatizing. But, you know, start dealing with individuals who weren't super honest and stuff just started taking off or whatever. Call well, it what it is. It, that's traumatizing. It is traumatizing. because Stop lying to people. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, you know, you tell me after we talking and doing all of this and then all of a sudden you're married. So that was a whole <laughs> that was a whole thing. And that kind of shifted the way my life was going mm-hmm. at that moment because I was really, really in a good place right there. And prior to that, I was in the gym every single day. And the gym wasn't like a workout to look good thing for me. No. It was a workout to feel, to be closer to God. Going to the M with, the M with India. <laughs> going to the gym with <laughs> The M going with to, I've been in the gym once with India and we had, we used to all, our friend group used to get together once a month and everybody had their own turn of doing things. Anyway, I went to the gym with India one time we went to Planet Fitness and I was just, we were just stretching and doing like yoga type poses and I was crying. And then we, she held another, another kind of workout session, I guess you could say, where we just did poses and talked to God and it was just the most powerful thing. So I said all that to, I cut her off to say, she's absolutely right. The gym experience for her is not one of, hey, I'm going to go get my body right, get my booty right, get out here and be sexy from a hot girl summer 2020. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a spiritual experience. So yes, you're absolutely right on that. So I, um, my sister keeps calling me y'all and I don't know if it's something that she wants, but <laughs> So in the midst of doing that, like the gym was that it was just what Keisha was saying. I literally would go in there and I would meet God every morning, every night. I went two times a day and it wasn't that um, it wasn't that I was just in there, you know, working hard and pushing all the weight and, you know, doing all of that. No, I was literally like whatever he told me to do in that time. I would do it for as long as he wanted me to do it. And whether it be stretching out or it be um, or it be on the treadmill and I would be in there boohoo crying because I'm spending time with somebody that I just like I adore God. So somewhere in there, I stopped going and I would try to pick it back up. I would try. I would try so hard to pick it back up. But. I was also training with my brother who I was talking about earlier. His name is Jabari. I was training with him. And then 
I would do my own stuff in the midst of that, going to um going to Planet Fitness, doing all of that or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is this is good for me. But then I stopped training with him because he started his life started to switch up. Our times wasn't right. So it was like stuff just started to kind of happen. It was like, okay, well, this our time is fizzled out here. So now it's time for you to stand on your own two feet again. So my own two feet was now you gotta do this on your own and you got to be intentional. And I stopped being intentional. I stopped being intentional with God. And I promise you, when you stop being intentional about seeking him first, you will see, you will get to see how God literally is like, okay, I'm just waiting on you. So I'm just waiting on you. And I'm looking at life like, dang, what's what changed? But I'm still going through the motions of life. But Something definitely had changed. And in that moment, God started to show me, like, you stop seeking me first. You stop coming to me. When I read that scripture earlier, y'all, that scripture was simply telling you to go to somebody that you go to whoever that you trust to talk to, whatever that you can confess to, talk to them and they're going to pray you through it. They gon' they have enough. Some God has anointed them with enough something to pray you through this. I wasn't going to nobody, and wasn't nobody telling me to pray. And that's not on them to tell me to pray. But I didn't have. I wasn't getting it. And even when, like, my sister would tell me to pray or whatever, and I'd be like, okay, all right, I'm praying. Um, I'm praying, but it wasn't working for me. I thought my prayers were just super shallow, like. I was praying enough time to say I prayed. And even after that, it was like the moments that I had to sacrifice time to like get up and go to church. Like he, we have 730 AM prayer. Well, when I would go to that, sacrifice my sleep and all of that to go there, I would hear the Lord clear. And I would come out of there like a giant because that's an hour of prayer. And you have to be intentionally praying for a whole hour. You're not doing anything else. Ain't nobody up jumping. Ain't nobody preaching. Ain't nobody teaching. Ain't nobody talking. All it is is quiet music and you and God. And so in the midst of all of that, it was like, ah, I don't even really want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like I said before, I can't really blame anybody else for not telling me not to pray that. I knew I've been in this thing. I'm on the meat of the word. So it's like, you've been in this thing long enough, India, what happened? So as I'm going through it and I seen just today, What happened was you stopped. Like I said, I stopped seeking him. I stopped you being intentional. I stopped waiting in prayer. I'm not, I'm talking, talking, talking. And then, amen. Get on out the door, keep it moving. But I wasn't taking the time that I used to take to sit. Because I could pray for 30 minutes. And then the next 30 minutes, I just sit and I'll wait. I'll wait to hear from him. I don't care how long it takes. I'm just going to wait to hear from you. And so all day I will be intentional. So when the gym started happening, I would be at the gym at five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning sometimes. And then I would go back to the gym before I went to bed, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. But in those moments, all day I had to hear from God. And then all night I had to hear from God through my sleep. So it was like God was able to really get to me the way that he needed to. That's why I didn't need a therapist. That's why I didn't, I wasn't going out seeking extra help because I actually did what I was supposed to do. And that's wait to hear instead of praying, getting up, keep it moving, praying, getting up. I prayed shallow prayers. God bless America, you know, but it was so much more than just God bless America. It wasn't a pity party for India. It was a, okay, God, what we doing? Because this is how I feel. And this is how I feel this towards, or this is who I feel this towards. Mm-hmm. And God's like, okay, stay here until it breaks. Stay here until whatever you feel in breaks. And that could take some time. And yeah. who's going to take that time to do that? Yeah. You have to be committed. And like you said, intentional. So, okay. So that's basically Oof. what changed. Um, <laughs> that's basically what changed from when you first started the journey of, whatever mm-hmm. not whatever not whatever but anyway i got you so that's what changed okay so all right just listening to god more i was just thinking like it would be interesting if we all and i know a lot of people are going to say you know people need therapy that's fine i'm not gonna argue i'm not gonna argue with you anyway yeah a thousand percent of the time you can, <laughs> if you think you're argue right, by you yourself right 
<laughs> you if you know me, you know I don't care what you're talking about. But <laughs> like a lot of people can, will say, you know, therapy, you, you do need therapy. Um, it's something that some people need, right? But what if we just took the time, laid on the couch and on laid on our couch for about an hour without falling asleep, said our thoughts mm. out loud, right? We That's said them out loud, put them into the atmosphere, all the things that we're going through. No one's there. You just, you on the on your couch at home. Write them down like the therapists do. Or, or yeah, you could do that. Say it out Absolutely. loud and write it down. And ask God to work and just Ooh. see what happens. Like Girl, that's good. from the beginning of the show, and I still feel the same way. From, from the beginning of the show, I've said, hey, if you need it, if you feel like you need therapy, go get therapy. Yeah. Don't put it above God. Yeah. Try. And at, at near the end of the show, I'm saying, along with that, why don't you see what happens? Let's skip a couple weeks of therapy. And unless you're getting medication, and that's another show. In another yes, show. that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down on your couch and talk about your problems. I feel like a lot of the times we don't, we don't think we have the answers. Mm-hmm. When God created us, he created, he, we, he created a good thing. We have it within us. He's within us. He's within us. He's the answer. He is the answer in us, even though we don't look at it. Like, we look at him as being the answer to, like, oh, I'm sick. Not a cold, but, like, I got cancer. Mm-hmm. He's the answer to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, somebody told me, Keisha, a friend, we were on the phone, and he just had, like, a head cold or something. I said, well, did you pray? And he was like, ah, I ain't going to bother God with that. That's little stuff. I didn't think people still thought like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and he was dead serious. Like, no, like, I'm not going to bother God with, you know, me being a little bit sick or I'm not going to bother God with me being a little bit down. It's not like it ain't life or death. And I'm like, so what is what's the purpose of being able to pray? Or what's the purpose of being able to have a conversation with a God who is all knowing, who's all healing, who has all power? And then you don't you don't utilize him. Yeah. And even for those small things like a head cold or something, Drink some whether water. you yeah that <laughs> usually always works. But whether you believe, whether you want to bother him or not, because I can see how you would think that would be a burden, like praying for a good parking spot. Why am I wasting my prayers on that? God honestly wants to be involved in everything that you're doing, and if nothing else, it's gonna grow your faith. That's Listen. pretty much you know. If nothing else, it's gonna grow your faith. So take some time, you know, like. Write down what your issues are, say them aloud, and don't be ashamed to dig deep. Now, that might not work for you. You might not, you might need that extra push of somebody saying, hey, this is what happened to you as a child. You were abandoned as a child. Your mother never loved you the correct way as a child. Your mother loved you too much as a child. You think the world owes you something. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody to point that out to you, then by all means, get it pointed out to you and then heal from it and work on it. Yeah. We're not saying to cover the blanket of, I mean, to cover the stress, the stresses of mental health with the blanket of Christianity. Listen, what we're saying it. is you can dig deep and get into the root of the problem by foundation God, right? Yep. If it's still not working for you and you still got a blockage, because sometimes you got a mental block. <laughs> I had one. That's sometimes you do. You have a mental block. You cannot get out of your own head no matter how hard you try. Now, if India had a prayed and prayed and prayed and stayed in prayer, she probably could have gotten out of her own head. Everybody doesn't have the same prayer life as India. Everybody is not where India is as far as closest to God. And that's no one's fault but your own. So oh my God. you can I didn't say that. You because <laughs> like she said, he's he's constantly seeking us. We're just like, ah, later. I'm I'm we. I'm we. I'm we. Okay. Um, but I, I acknowledge that. Okay. I'm not, I've never, I've been on here. I've been we here. Yeah. Listening. I've okay. never get on here and tell y'all I'm just this perfect saint Christian believer because that's not the case. But anyway, if you need the extra push for somebody to remind you, like whether it's a India or a therapist from St. Luke's, if you need the extra push of somebody reminding you saying, Hey, okay, this is why you act this way. The things that your parents taught you are the things that you learned in the church as a child if they kind of hit on that or even just get parallel to those things, you'll start remembering like, oh my God, the Bible does say this, this, that, and the other. The God, because, and the the scriptures that I have are, uh, I have three. I'm only going to read one though. Proverbs 13, 10. Proverbs is a really good book. Yes, it is. Um, 
definitely relates to today. So try it out. But Proverbs 13, 10 says, where there is strife, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. Whether you want to pay for your advice out of your HSA every month from a therapy, from a therapist that you trust, know, and, and love, do it. Great. Whether you want to get your advice from your mama or your grandma or your best friend or just somebody random on the street that says, hey, you know, I got some, I got something to say to you, mm-hmm. then fine. But a wise person does take advice. You don't have to sit in this alone and worry, 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 worry. That's no, it's, worry. Work. It's not. It's there's no reason to do that you can say it out loud to god because he's there or like the bible says you can seek wise counsel you can take advice it's all up and throughout proverbs like the verses are proverbs 11 and 14 proverbs 15 and 22 and then the one i just read was proverbs 13 and 10 so it says a lot about seeking wise counsel or the advice of others and i think that's therapy it is it do. is therapy. I believe it's therapy. Therapized. Um, Y'all have been therapized. Boom. Right here. Done it. <laughs> um, this is this is something Jeremiah 33 and 3. Um, it says, Call unto me and I will answer thee. I'ma pause right there. If you call, he's going to answer. You just got to call. That's that's much like what he said to me like, when oh, all of yeah, this. You call, call. But I'm always on time. On time. And I give you my all. My all. So baby, be mine. Hey. That's about Jesus. That's about Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he tells us to call into him and he will answer. All you have to do is call. Like, really? it's just a matter of calling. But then he said. Right after the comma, it says, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Well, how are you going to see the great and mighty things if you don't take the time to watch for them, mm. wait for them, look for them? Like you, oh God, I want you to show me great and mighty things, but you get up as soon as you're done calling. If you call me and sit on the phone and tell me all your problems and don't wait for an answer, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna receive your phone calls no more. I am, <laughs> and that's just me. But God is so gracious and so faithful that He still listens to your long, drawn out story, and then be like, every time you might not hear him, but He's saying it like, dang, she ain't, she ain't wait for me to. And that's the to thing too. Something. Like people say, oh, you know, I'm just waiting to hear back from God. No, you have to move in that thing too. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. If you know you got a problem and you know you ain't got no business doing it and you waiting to hear back from God on it, then stop, stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> stop. It's right there. And then when if you want to get it, if you want to heal the root of it, that's when you get into a deeper conversation with God. But if you know that, hey, I like to steal. I got a stealing problem. Oh. I'm going to put this shirt oh. in my pants. I'm oh. going to steal. Oh, <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> I was still... You know, bad. You're not supposed to be stealing. You like, know. oh, you know what? I might be a kleptomaniac. Well, let me figure out how to, what then happened to warm. me. India's, this is India's first time using the thermos. It and is. And it's still warm, she's y'all. She's crazy. She said, Keisha, Since three o'clock. Keisha, this cup, <laughs> I put my tin here at 3 p.m. And it's the one. And that's how a thermos is supposed to be. Everybody, everybody say it with me. Everybody tell India. That's how thermos is supposed to work. Let's make that about God. God, no. <laughs> oh, I can I can preach it if you want me to. Now you know I can preach it because if you go ahead and just pour your problems into the cup, mm-hmm. and you and you want Him to take them problems, take the cup and put it on the altar, leave it there. He gonna do it. <laughs> mm. Preach it. I got them problems. problems. <laughs> put them problems in the cup. Write it down on the paper. But I forgot what I said. But Sorry. yes. Seek wise counsel if that whatever form that needs to be in. Yeah. Do it. We don't want y'all in here imploding, keeping things in your mind, scared to tell people, scared of who you can and can't trust. First of all, get you a better circle of friends, a better circle of accountability partners that you can trust with things. And then they can tell you their advice and then send you back to God. Like, hey, I know you're going through this with your marriage. If I were you, I would stay married. But Let's read the Bible together. Let's see what it says. Let's yep. figure out. Let's figure. Let's work this thing out. And then if you choose not to stay married, I I'm not going to judge you. It's not my place to judge you. See the advice Keisha is giving right now 
if you're not hearing that when you go to your accountability partner, they're saying, hey, all right, let me tell you what I think, but let's take it back to the word. And then after we take it back to the word, let's pray about it. Mm-hmm. If that's not the advice you're getting, that's how you know you're not talking to the right person. Exactly. Because I know I could I could feel it in my spirit that somebody's going to think, well, I talked to this person and they went and told my business. I talked mm-hmm. to that person and they didn't, you know, they didn't have nothing for me. Well, let's think about it. Find you a spiritual person, somebody who is that not just look like they spirit filled, but you know, like, yeah. Yeah, this person right here. And sometimes you just don't know, but you feel like you can talk to them. And then when they talk, they tell you, go back to the Bible. Or maybe you don't know the Bible. Maybe you're not even a believer yet. But they tell you, Let's, let me pray with you. Let me pray with you yeah. about this. That's when you know you got somebody that you could trust to talk to. And also keep in mind, and someone reminded me of this too, because I was just thinking, it's so funny. This is going to be a real quick side note. But every time it snows and my husband goes out to... Uh, shovel the snow i think of the horrible dudes that i used to date in the past that never did that for me so i i mentioned it and somebody was like well you know that just means you done leveled up because you get you get whatever what the energy you give out to people or mm-hmm. you're the spirit you give out to people that's what you get back yeah so if you have people in your life that are kind of bad friends then you need to reevaluate some of the ways that you're behaving too you hear me? when they come to you with things don't just be all oh, well girl and this is what i would do and i told that nigga like wait a minute whoa like find you somebody that you can trust and you need to be someone's person that they can trust end of story just like that well the show is over i'm so glad you all tuned in with us we will see you back next week Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes. my thing is my homework is I'm gonna write down the issues that I go through. I'm gonna write them down and I'm gonna wait till God I'm gonna see what God says. I'm gonna just see how it works. In what prayer. Say yes. it to the Lord. Yes. There's a song. In prayer. Oh my goodness. Say it to the Lord. In prayer. Well, as you Say guys to the Lord. all should know, we're both parents. And yes. my niece is on her way home and I got to go get my little baby. Little baby. So I we will talk to you guys next week. Same time, same station. Holla, Love y'all. Hallelujah. Holla back.